When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. Pick of the week for you. If you really want to get into DraftKings crazy stuff, you have to go over to the pools. They have a pool going on right now for episode two of House of the Dragon. You can uh, answer questions relating to how many times will a dragon appear on screen and will there be a sword fight? So you can get into some pretty interesting stuff on DraftKings if you go look at their their pools on their sports book. Highly recommend you go have a little bit of fun with it and, uh, you know, maybe find out if a main character dies in House of the Dragon and, and get it right and win some money. Could be a good time. That's all well, I'm saying. We're an episode in. There are no main characters. Mm, if you say so. Anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the DNVR code when you sign up with a new account and you bet $5 on any college football team and you get $200 immediately. So do that. Take the pick of the week if you want. Uh, jump over there. Get the $200 in free bets. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. On today's show, we're bringing back a little bit of trivia for Free Skate Friday. We're taking a look at the entire past season for the Avalanche and having some fun, mostly with statistics. I'm sure we'll we'll get into some tangents and stories and things like that as well as as we go through some of the uh, the interesting stats on the season. Um, yeah, I know... there's no Jesse today. Our tangents should be relatively You're limited. Down per sixty on the tangents for sure. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> gonna be a tough pod. <laughs> um, if you don't know, my. Uh, my history with trivia has been making trivia quite difficult on this show. So we'll start easy. I promise the first few will be easy, but we may get, uh, we may get out there with some of the questions that we're answering and uh, have a little bit of fun with it. Just uh, just to get lost and, and guess uh, as far as chat participation, you can say whatever you want in the chat, but we're not, we're not taking call-ins today, maybe on another day. Um, Okay. Are you two ready for this? I'm barely awake. <laughs> All right. Doing so CHGO this morning so early messed me up. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's like that. 7 a.m. our time or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was uh, It was early, man. I hate to see it. Combined with uh, nightwear and sleep great and... Here we are. I'm about to get rocked at trivia because I'm not going to know what's going on. <laughs> well, I would hope you can both get the answer to the first question correct. In the regular season, who was the Avs' top point getter? Is there a buzzer? Or... I, so, I did, didn't put a buzzer because we're going to get past the first three questions and then both of you are going to get everything wrong so you can both just guess. It's, it's Miko. I I wasn't going to guess Miko. I was going to guess Kadri. So I got the first one wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we really have a scoring system. I honestly, I think you two should probably work as a team to get as many correct as you can. Great. I like that idea. So... Megan, it's Miko. <laughs> Miko. <laughs> that is correct. For question number one, it is Miko Rantanen. 
follow-up question. Which player on the Avs had the most assists in the regular season? Oh, that one I think is Kadri. I was going to say Kale. I'm going to go. No. I don't think it was Kale. So much of his success was driven by goddamn goal scoring. A little selfish bastard. <laughs> Loves to score them goals. No, I think it's Kadri. I think it's close, but I think it's Kadri. <laughs> okay. It is Nazem Kadri. He had 59. <laughs> Makar had 58. That makes me feel better. Jeez. <laughs> it was it's close. It was dangerously close. Uh, <clears throat> all right. We'll continue moving on here. In the regular season, which Colorado Avalanche player had the worst plus minus? What? <laughs> uh, is this a trick question? Define trick question. Like, is it a guy that they brought in from another team who had, uh, like, a big minus elsewhere and then it never recovered in Colorado? Uh, is it one of the deadline guys? Maybe. Maybe? I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that without giving it away. Uh, it is one of the deadline guys, but this is only accounting for his Colorado plus minus. Josh Manson. Because I remember one of the reasons that people were like, they were like sending me his game scores every single game and being like, he's a minus eight, AJ. He's terrible. So I'm going with Josh Manson because I don't think Nico Sturm was negative. I don't think anything happened with Nico Sturm out there. Uh, Arturi Lekkinen was good. So... I think and, and Andrew Cogliano again, like not enough not enough took place. So I think I think it's Manson. I think it's Manson. My backup answer is Cogliano. Uh final answer? Manson, sorry. Okay. It is Josh Manson who was minus eleven in Colorado's regular season. Jesus. Um, yeah. In minus eleven in twenty two games. Uh, the next worst was Darren Helm at minus five. If you're wondering, Nico Sturm was minus two. Hmm. Okay. I know Maltsev was also minus five. He was minus five in 18 yeah. games. Yeah. I was also worried about Sam Gerard because I think he was a minus four. He was. Also Just... minus four, very sneakily, Sambo Ranta. <clears throat> the only reason I know Sam Gerard is minus four is because I saw... The Avs Instagram post of 49 days till the start of the season where they used Gerard. And I was like, ooh, let's see what these comments are. And it was entirely bots spamming whatever their, their reply was. Like, you know, like, oh, look how much money I make forking from home or whatever. And you're <laughs> like, okay, I'm not clicking on that link. Uh, and people being like, they need to trade Sam Gerard. Plus minus was negative four. <laughs> Those are other teams' GMs who want Gerard on their team. I honestly think that it's Curtis McDermott's burners. He's just <laughs> wanting more ice time. <laughs> the same people that are like, but Darren Helm is great. Yeah, right. Even though he was minus five. That, oh yeah. That uh, those those people will call him Daddy Helm. <laughs> Um, all right, getting into, I'm going to want a little bit more stuff is over. Yeah. This one part, the first part shouldn't be that hard, but this is a two-parter. Which Av had the highest shooting percentage and what was it? What was it? Yeah. Bruh. (laughs) Was there anybody that was one for one this year? There was not. I will tell you that. So no, like, Sam Henley curveball here? It's not some stupid answer, no. Boy. 
I know. Yeah, I'm not going to know this. Um, they had some really high shooting percentages this year. Multiple choice, please. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if it's Abe Kubel because he did not shoot very much and he scored 11 goals. He had to, I mean, Abe Kubel has to be up there because he, how, like, you'd look at that box score and all you'd see is like zeros across the whole thing, except for when he scored goals. I will give you a hint. The shooting percentage is above 15%. Okay. So that takes out Nachushkin. That takes out. All the top guys, really, because I know I know Berkey, Makar, Kadri, McKinnon were all right in career ranges. Miko actually had a low shooting percentage here, which is funny because he scored like thirty goals, but his percentage was low because he's like a career like eighteen percent shooter or something stupid. I wonder if it's a Wonder if it's somebody sneaky. I I Abe Kubel. I mean, he had eleven goals. My best guess was Berkey, so I think you probably have a closer guess with Abe Kubel. What do, you know? He didn't play very much. He scored a lot of goals. What about Landy? Because he didn't play the entire like that whole second half of the season. He did not play. And he was on pace for like a 40-some-odd goal season at one point. Because he got to 30, and I don't remember how many games he played. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's Landy, just because he didn't have a chance to, for it to crater in the second half. Landy played 51 games, for the record. 51, and well, he scored 30 goals! I don't know if it was 30 exactly, but I know he had a 30-goal season. <laughs> um, I'm going to need a final answer soon here. Okay. Uh, look, I've, I, I've got it narrowed down. I think it's I think it's Landy or it's Knack. I'll let you pick. Need a percentage, uh, too. Oh, my God. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know... That, that, um, I think it's Landy sooner than it would be Abe Kubel, but. Okay, Landy it is. Um, it is Gabe Landeskog, for the record. Mm, fuck yeah. All right, brain is turning on. Now you All right. Get a percentage in there. Just, just throw one out there. Seriously, expect me to know the percentage? I'll give it to you rounded to the nearest hole. <laughs> I don't... I don't know, 19? 22? 25? <laughs> I feel like if it was 25, like I would know this. Three numbers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know! I, I, yeah, I have no idea. Did... We always joke about the 20% shooting percentage, so let's just go with that. Where 20 is always that mark where you're like, this guy will never do this again. So, I'm just going to... I'm going to go with the meme and just say 20. It is... Also, oh, go ahead. I'll agree with AJ. Okay. He shot exactly 20%. No, he didn't. He did. You're fucking lying to me right I now. I am not. 30 goals on 150 shots. <laughs> Can all players please do this? <laughs> Out of curiosity, um, who was second? JT Comfer at 17.7. How far up? How close was I with Ape Kupel? He was fifth behind Berkey and Miko. With what? 
14.1. That included his time in Philly, though. That included seven scoreless games or whatever? Yeah, JT at 17%, actually, kind of that blows me away a little bit. But it, it kind of doesn't because he finished with, what, 18 goals? Yep. Like, JT was, like, on the verge of being... It, like, the Avs were all were, were not far away. They had one Arturi Lekkinen goal and two JT Confer goals away from being able to match the St. Louis meme of nine 20 goal scorers. It was, it was close, surprisingly yeah. so. <laughs> all right. This is one I expect AJ to know. Oh, great. Uh, so he won't. Yeah. There is only one player on the Colorado Avalanche roster that played more than 20 games and only took one minor penalty. Who is it? More than 20 games, so none of the deadline guys. Oh, I know it's not Taves. I specifically remember that guy getting caught for like a handful of tripping calls. <laughs> Where he just stuck that stick out there. Um, did McDermott take any penalties that were not fighting? I wonder um, how many minors did that guy take? I know Jack Johnson had a decent share. 20 games. How many penalties did Tyson Jost take? I feel like he would have at least taken two minors. What a criminal. <laughs> I know. Typical. Um. What about Jason Megna? Did he play 20 games? He played exactly 20, so... It feels like guessing a goaltender is fucking cheating. I I assume that's not a possible answer. It is not. Cool, cool, cool. Billy thinking with the with the evil on his shoulder. Also, if I'm correct, I believe Kemper took two minors. Boy, I don't know. I mean, the one guy that I just, I have no feel for whatsoever is Ryan Murray. I really just have no idea. Like, did he take any penalties? Did he take a lot? It feels like Ryan Murray played a bunch of games in the first half of the season, and I remember none of them. I couldn't tell you one single shift from his entire Avalanche tenure. It just feels like Ryan Murray's avalanche life just got like blacked out of my brain. So that that he might be the guy, and I just have I have no idea. He had to take one though, so it wasn't like it was a clean record. Right. It's a better guess than anyone else I can think of. I yeah I don't even know. I'm uh, I I wonder about how many miners McDermott took. I know he took more than one when I started to think about it, but how many is now just sort of my main curiosity here. <laughs> All right, this is funny. Waiting for a final answer here. It's Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray is correct. <laughs> 37 games played, one minor. 
Did he even have any points? Like, the guy was nothing in Colorado. It was so weird. <laughs> uh, did he? Have I, think he I think he had, like, four assists. Like, that sounds right. Let me see. I think he did actually have some points. Yeah, exactly, four assists. Uh, okay. We are brought to you by the amazing people over at Breckenridge Brewery who are putting on the Hoot Nanny coming up very, very soon here. So you're going to want to get in on it. Breck Brew turns 32 years old this year. Older than me, by the way. Uh, so to celebrate, they're throwing a weekend-long Hoot Nanny to kick it all off in the fall with live music, food, of course, Breck Brew, and a bunch of games, October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. So they've got some pretty cool acts, like the Spin Doctors are coming um, and some local favorites like Railroad Earth rocking out. So be sure to get in on the Hoot Nanny while you can. Uh, they're also giving, up a bu- giving out a bunch of good giveaways i can say words um so check it out today go to events.seated.com slash hootenanny22 for more details on the event again that's events.seated.com slash hootenanny22 uh, there's also a link in the description of the video if you want to get tickets to that and come have a great time of course we're also brought to you by avaca tv you can go to avaca.tv slash colorado 10 today to get TV for just $15 a month for the first three months. Once you get that, you're good to go. You have Altitude, you have AT&T Sports Network, you have the National Channel. So that covers all your major sports, but you get more than that. You also get NFL Network, you get TV channels, you get movie channels, 60 channels in total. Basically covers everything normal cable or dish or whatever would do for you. So jump on it. It's significantly cheaper than any of those other options and actually has your Altitude even after the first three months, it's only $25 a month. Again, that's evoca.tv slash Colorado 10 to get in on it today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You almost got it right, Billy. Hootenanny with an E instead of that first A, and you got it. You were very, very close. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to reel it back. We're going to give you an easier one. Can you name all of the countries represented on the Colorado Avalanche this year? I hope so. <laughs> okay. Just start rattling them off. Go when when you're yeah. ready. Like a little tally, okay. Yeah, uh, can I can I use like a notepad to keep track of the ones yes. that we have? As long as you're not looking up answers, do whatever you I want. I promise I'm not. Okay. It's not a very serious. It's not a very interesting process if we just Google everything. Yeah, that would be. Did boring. you do you happen to have the McDermott uh, minor versus his majors? Uh, I can look it up in two seconds. Yeah. Okay. So. All right, we've got the United States, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. Does Burkowski count as Austria? He does. Russia, Czechia. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, Czechia. And then Austria, you said does count? Yes. Okay, so I've got seven. Um, All right, let me think. I think after that... uh, McDermott took ten minor penalties, by the way. Did we say U.S. already? Yes. Cool. I've got United States, Canada, Sweden, Finland, Russia, Czechia, Austria. I think Nico Sturm is... German officially. German. Good call. So, are we missing any? How many is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. You are not missing any. That is all eight. Oh, okay. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> I could have made you keep guessing. All right. All right, the only we... the only mess there the, that really would have thrown me off was uh, the Burkowski. Yeah, the I, Austrian. I, I know that one's weird, so I wasn't gonna be picky about it. Yeah. Um, All right, Yahtzee. Okay, 
now we uh we move into a proper difficult one. <sighs> now we now we have to figure out who the game winner is against the <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes in their their clinching game or whatever. We will uh we will get to that. But oh first I want to know which player scored the first goal of the game the most times for the Colorado Avalanche. I thought at one point it was Miko. Like midway through the season, he opened the scoring. But if you have a, a better guess than that, sounds I good would to me. Your judgment more. That sounds good to me. I mean, he had 30 some odd goals. Final answer? Sure. Miko Rantanen is correct. Also would have accepted Gabe Landeskog. Both of them scored the first goal of the game nine times. Awesome. Is this the Ferris Bueller meme? It is. Nine times. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to stick with uh, with goal scoring and shooting. Which player for the Colorado Avalanche attempted the most wraparounds? Short question. None. Not true. I feel like Makar attempted a bunch because he was always skating with the puck behind the net. I don't even know how you would count that because some of those, uh, one of those wraparounds ended up as an assist because it just scooted across. I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's. It feels like it feels like Makar. I know anecdotally I can think of a couple of attempts that Val Nachushkin had that were bad. Where it was just like I wasn't even close, my guy. I think your guess of Makar is the one I feel best about. Okay, I could go with that. Cool. Let's go with Kale. We got him, boys. It's not Kale McCarr. The correct answer is Logan O'Connor. You're joking me. Who attempted seven wraparounds. You'd think by the six, he'd say maybe something else. <laughs> this doesn't seem to be working. Look, at least the... Were they at least on his forehand? <laughs> I don't have the videos of them up. I just have the number of attempts. So I Who else, Adam? Don't know. Who else is on that list? Tyson Jost had three. Newhook, Comfort, Landis Gog, and Kadri all had two. Seven? Yeah. Logan O'Connor had seven. That's the DU hockey, baby. (laughs) So, you know. Okay. He wasn't even in my top three guesses for that, so I don't. I forgot he was on the team. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's go over here. Who had, and this is at five on five, who had the worst Corsi four? on the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, uh, with no filters? <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know. that. The funny thing, uh, my instinct said Jordan Gross, but I think in terms of Corsi... I think Jordan Gross actually ended up pretty okay. Not uh, okay. The one game, the one game in Nashville. Was it actually like good? It is the best. You're joking. That was a horrible showing. 75% Corsi 4 in that game. Wow. Now, granted, that's on like four total shots, but you know. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I this might be one where I I wonder if chat is correct where it's Jack Johnson. I know Sampos was fucking bad. I feel bad. My brain went to New Hook immediately, but it might not be so bad. Um, I actually think that he finished like right in the middle of the pack um during the year. I think he was like like it wasn't it wasn't good or bad. I think it ended up just being like okay. I think Jack Johnson's a fair guess. I just had well, to Sampo <laughs> Sampo Sampo was bad, so if there's no filter, would Sampo be eligible for this? Correct. Okay. Now the other thing that I wanna ask you, you sly son of a bitch. <laughs> Mr. I played four minutes and got hurt on my second shift. Fucking Stefan Bateau. Is he eligible for this? Were there any shots on goal with him on the ice? He is eligible. It's that guy, isn't it? It's either he either he either ended up with exceptional Corsi or brutal Corsi. Because he only played like Stefan Bateau seriously played like four minutes this year. Because he got hurt in the one game that he was going to he got to play in. Who are your leading guesses right now, AJ? Stefan Mateau and Sampo Ranta. I I feel Ranta more than Mateau. But he had 10 games, which means some things can normalize. (laughs) And I know know he had a couple of decent showings at the end, because I remember looking at that game log and trying to be like, it's getting better. Okay. I trust your judgment. And when you play so little, like like Mateau did, you're prone to extremes. So this is either going to be the very correct answer, or it's going to be the worst answer, because it's actually, he was out there for 100% of the shot attempts. I don't know which one it was. I need a final answer. I'm going to lean... I'm I'm gonna lean I'm I'm leaning on I'm gonna go I'm going with the Hail Mary with the extremes and I'm gonna go with Mattel. I support it. You are correct. And you guys absolutely nailed all of that. The second worst was Sampo Ranta, and the worst player that actually played a significant number of games was Jack Johnson. <laughs> it's funny the fancy stat part of this is actually the one I was really worried about. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we have. Uh, what we have left. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, which which guy actually was at at four v five led the team in scoring chances for? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh. Logan O'Connor <laughs> with the wraparound. All right. So next, I want to know which player on the Avalanche, and this is AJ's favorite two stats here. Which player on the Avalanche had the most takeaways? <laughs> I hate this fucking stat so much. <laughs> it's it's a stat I don't even look at, so I have no idea how it trends. Is it defensive forwards like Nachushkin who steal a lot of pucks or disrupt a lot of shit on the forecheck? Or is it a defenseman like uh, Devon Taves? I have no idea how how this this looks because I ignore this debt entirely. One hundred percent, I ignore giveaways and takeaways I'm, because there's there's no meaning in them. I'm gonna be honest. There's no like discernible methodology to this list of players. It's that scattershot. It's pretty scattershot. <laughs> All right, so takeaways, I'm going to go with Jack Johnson. Why not? Fucking YOLO. I have no idea. I don't know about that. I have no idea. Uh, I I actually just... I'll I'll defer to you. You kind of lagged there. Yeah. Um... I really feel bad if this is wrong, but I actually thought it was McKinnon. That sounds like a fine answer. I'm cool. I'm fine with that, too. Final answer? Yeah, let's go with Mac. It is not Nathan McKinnon. 
a significantly better answer than Jack Johnson, though. Uh, he played a, quite a bit more. Number one was Kale McCarr with 49. Number two was Miko Rantanen with 48. 49 whole takeaways. <laughs> number three, Devon Taves. Number four, Logan O'Connor. Let's just gonna start guessing Logan O'Connor. And then are you about to ask us about giveaways? I'm not. That was Nathan McKinnon with 56. Okay. That was going to be my guess for giveaways. <laughs> he just has the puck all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was going to be McKinnon and McCarr were going to be my, my guesses for giveaways. <laughs> all right. Well, we are also brought to you by the Colorado Golf Association. You can join over 70,000 golfers with the Colorado Golf Association today and receive an official USGA handicap with worldwide access to score posting and a GPS tracking. Membership means more at the CGA, and you get opportunity to play exclusive courses around the state, including Aspen Glen Club, the Club at Ravenna, and the Pinery, plus many, many others, too. So check it out today. You can learn more by visiting the Colorado Golf Association at coloradogolf.org and use the code DNVR5 to get $5 off your membership. And then once you've done that, make sure you're staying healthy. When you get up early for your tea time, have some athletic greens. Jump on it. Megan's the big fan of it on the show today. Uh, super goods for you. It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals, a bunch of probiotics and adaptogens and all sorts of good stuff to not only get you ready for the day, but get your immune system going. It can work as a pre-workout routine. A lot of athletes use it as just a daily regimen. So you got to check it out. It's just straight up good for you. Hard to do any better than that. You can go over today to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche let me make sure i'm not sure if it's avalanche or dnvr sorry uh it is hey look i should uh i should trust myself a little bit more it is athleticgreens.com slash avalanche today to get a great deal when you order now from that you get a year's supply of vitamin d with your order and it comes with five free travel packs too so if you're on the go you can keep your athletic greens regimen going uh yep jump on it take control of your health today Jump on that at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, Free Skate Friday, getting into some uh, interesting questions. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you the hardest question of the show right here. Who scored the game-winning goal of the Avs' preseason win against the Minnesota Wild on September 30th. Bro. <laughs> I it told you it was the hardest question. I'm just kidding. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't think it was Oscar, only because I feel like I could remember if it was. I think Oscar scored. Was that, was that the road game or the home game? Uh, it is the home game. Oscar did score in this game, but it was the game tying goal. Thank you. Yeah. It's Logan O'Connor. <laughs> Thinking hard. Thinking really hard. Well, I can picture. I can. I remember. Uh, Sampo also scored in that game. He did. It's true. I just don't remember when he scored in that game. Man, what the f I told you this is the hardest question. Can I get can I get like some sort of lifeline? Um I 
sent out a tweet during this game that got heavily dunked on. That's Sam Gerard. It is Sam Gerard. <laughs> I that wasn't one of my guesses. I'm really <laughs> glad that you guys just did that. It was the Sam Gerard slap shot on the power play from the top of the circle. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> that's why that that's why that was even the question in the first place, is because that's the preseason goal you remember. Yep. <laughs> That's our minus four. That right there was a, that's two people that have worked together for a long time. Yeah. You remember sweet. And yep. I I remember it verbatim. It was Sammy, honey, baby, love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You are not a guy who takes slap shots. And then he scored that goal. You should do that more often. And then two weeks yeah. later, he came to the bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, like Mosier and Keith had like a field day with it where yeah. they were like, Wah! like an incantation that summoned the goal and him appearing at the bar. <laughs> yeah, he did come to the bar right after that. That was pretty funny. Yep. His wife even dunked on our fiance, I guess, dunked on me and was like, we oh. saw your tweet. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> continuing that. on. That was a good lifeline. I mean, it gave it away, but that was yeah. a good lifeline. I didn't know. <laughs> that was the best I could do. All, all, all I was going to ask was, was it one of the regulars? Uh, was like, was it an NHL regular? Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Because that game had like a wild ass lineup of, of like preseason games do. It was such a healthy mix of, uh, you know, like, was it Andreas Wingerly? Like, or <laughs> yeah, was it was it Sam guy. Gerard? Like, like sure. was was it an AHL guy or an AHL guy? You know, that was that's what I was really looking for. You just straight gave the game away. I knew, I knew exactly. Yeah, you made that one easy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta you gotta let them in because you guys were never getting there otherwise. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's true. You ask me any other any other goal from the preseason, and I don't know. Yeah, me either. So, <laughs> uh, okay, we're moving into the playoffs now. The Colorado Avalanche had one player play over twenty minutes of power play time and record only one point. Who is it? Oh my god, it might actually be Logan O'Connor. I don't have a better guess. He's thinking again. Well, Gorgas also messaging me about D3, so my my attention just got split in half. (laughs) I'm trying to remember one point, you said? One point in over 20 minutes of power play time. There were a number of players who played over 20 minutes, but all of them had more than one point except for this guy. Just gonna. Do we know how much power play time Ryan Murray got in the playoffs? Oh, was this a playoff question specifically? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. That's the part of the question that I, I completely missed. Then. <laughs> um, boy, this one might actually be Byram. Oh, he did. see him having more than 20 minutes. I don't know. That's a, I was they weren't... You. There wasn't a lot of minute distribution on the power play in the postseason because they scored a lot. So they weren't... The second unit wasn't getting on the ice very much. 
so I wonder... It couldn't have, it couldn't be Nachushkin because I think he I think he was too productive with maybe I I even I don't remember if it was during the playoffs but I felt like PP two actually had some games where they were productive so I don't even know. If the second unit did Val Nachushkin have any power play points other than the goal he scored in Game Two of the Stanley Cup Final, which was on the power play, which came from Newhook and Burakovsky? Did he have any power play points other than that? Is my question. Great question. <clears throat> because it's either him. I mean, Kadri, just because of games played, the only power play point off the top of my head that I remember Kadri having is the goal that he scored in game three in Nashville where Connor Ingram played the puck directly to him. Which was, I think, the fifth goal of that game. Did Kadri have any power play points other than that? Or any of his, where he shit on St. Louis, was any of that on the power play? I think that's a fine. Yeah. It's, it's got to be one of those two cats. He didn't play very much in the Edmonton series, but the first game, oh, Dylan's right. That was a five-on-three goal. Or it was not a five-on-three goal. It was right after the five-on-three ended. Was that goal? So that wasn't a power play point. That was an even strength point. The Kadri goal, where Perron missed on his little flyby. Did he have any power play points in that first game against Edmonton, where each team scored 600 goals? Because he didn't me? play, he didn't play in the seven nothing game over Tampa Bay. And I'm going through. I'm trying to like go through the games individually. And the one game that I'm really unsure of right now is the seven goal game, or yeah, I guess the seven six game, game one against the Oilers. Because game two is where he had all the assists. Game one, did he score a power play goal? I can't think of another Nachushkin point either, now that I'm doing this. The only Nachushkin power play point that I can think of is the goal in game two. Ooh. Gotta make a decision. What do you think? It just um, seems likelier that Kadri would have had one that I'm just forgetting. But Nachushkin played in every game, so. That was the selling point between the two is the games missed for Kadri. Because I feel like. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm leaning with Kadri, but. I can't think of another Nachushkin point, though. My what I'm concerned about is that I'm forgetting a secondary assist where it's like, oh, he had the secondary assist in the game one beatdown over Nashville that I'm just not remembering. I can't help you. I, don't know, I think it's I think it's Nuke. 
All right, we need a final answer then. All right, Nuke. Okay, we're going to go with Nuke. It is Val Machushkin. Yes. <laughs> Kadri had a power play goal in that first game against Edmonton. He put back his own rebound for his second power play goal of the playoffs. But I guess, yeah, whatever. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> I make it hard on you. Were those his only power play points? They were. Two goals. Wow. For as good as that unit was in the postseason. Wow. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Two more questions, and then we'll call it. This is really testing my recall, man. Which Av had the fewest shots on goal in the playoffs? Which Av had the fewest shots on goal in the playoffs? Well, my immediate reaction is Nico Sturm. But Jack Johnson also played a bunch of games and didn't do anything. I think Jack Johnson's the easy answer here. Brad agrees with me. It was definitely not Logan O'Connor. I feel like it's Nico. They played right around the same number of games. I don't know which one actually ended up with more. But I think... I think Sturm, no, Gerard actually shot quite a bit in the time that he played. Um, they both played exactly 13 games, by the way. Sturm and Johnson? I yeah. definitely, I definitely think it's Jack Johnson. Because he does not, he, he, most of the time with the puck, he wouldn't even throw it at the net. And if it, it, he would throw it towards the net, and if it ended up on net, it's because it got deflected which is somebody else's shot on goal, which is probably where Sturm's shots on goal came from. He was probably deflecting Jack Johnson shots. But I think this is Jack Johnson. I I can see Jack Johnson. If they played the equal amount of games, that's fair. Yeah, and neither one of them, God, neither one of them played very much either. Their ice time was both really low, so... Yeah, I guess Kemper and Francois would be good guesses, too. Although Francois, absolutely, every time there's an empty net, he, he would wants try. Yeah. <laughs> Look, as we all know, I'm hosting this show, and I believe goalies aren't people, so. <laughs> Between the Logan O'Connor slander and how <laughs> what? This, you forgot he was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat so much athletic greens and get really strong and fight both of you. Fair enough. I'm here for swole, Megan. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a really funny TikTok video someday where you get all amped up and... Fight? <laughs> yeah. Pull knives out of the corners of the office and then we, Bruto and I are in trouble. <laughs> I think this is Jack Johnson. Uh, I do agree. I do agree with Kay that the it feels too obvious, so I'm suspicious. But I, I think really it's the right answer. Nico, but knowing that they played 13 games, then I could be talked into Jack Johnson. Final answer. Yeah, I'm going with Jack Johnson. It is Jack Johnson. Okay. Had three shots on goal in 13 oh, games. Jesus. Was Sturm next? No, Newhook only had seven, and then Sturm had nine. So we were in the neighborhood. Yep. Three then, shots on goal in 13 games. That's uh, impressive, to say the least. Buddy. Let me see. Let me look up his shots attempted really quick, actually. Um, let's see. Johnson. There were a lot of blocked shots. Yeah. So Johnson, oh, I need the individual shots attempted. I guess I need the natural stat trick. Hang on, we'll find it. So Megan, how's your day? <laughs> so good. 
How about for you? It's been long already. It was interesting to get. Uh, it was it was funny. The uh, CHGO homies wanted to talk about Jack Johnson and like how he's gonna fit in with Chicago, and I'm like, he's gonna be great for what the purpose is for him being there. Is, is he can be a good voice for the young guys. He'll get walked a lot, and he'll give out. He'll be on the ice for a lot of goals against, and he'll get traded at the deadline to a contender for a fifth round pick. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Jack Johnson attempted eight shots total. <laughs> Comparatively, Nico Sturm attempted fifteen. Alex Newhook attempted nineteen. Wow. Alex Newhook could not get anything through. Yep. Newhook. 19 shots attempted, 11 when it comes to Fenwick. So had eight of had more shots blocked than he put on net. Damn, that's all right. All right, Nui. Got to work on that. <laughs> and then my final question, strictly a number question. I just need a number from you. How many players suited up for the Colorado Avalanche this season? 69. <laughs> In a regular season game or beyond? Well, no one suited up in the playoffs that didn't suit up in a regular season game. So, you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me put the work in to do this, aren't you? Or you could just get it wrong. I like how he just goes silent when he's really thinking. The beginning of the year is going to really fuck this up. Yep. Because the roster was in so much flux. I will give you a hint. There are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven players that suited up for less than ten games. The e-bugs do not count, Brad. Oh, dude. It's got to be at least 35. All right, let's do this by position. Let's put the work in. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, okay, how many goalies appeared? Four? Kemper, Frankie, Onanen, and JoJo. Defenders uh, was McCarr, Taves, the Johnsons, Gerard, Byram, McDermott, McDonald, Murray, Gross, and Barron. Are we missing any? So it's 11 defensemen, four goaltenders. How many forwards? Forwards that that played... um, Hold on, where's my notepad again? So I've got four goalies, 11 defenders. Okay. This is going to suck. It'll help me if I write this out, so I'm just going to use this notepad. Um, So you got Miko, McKinnon, Landy, Kadri, Berkey, Nuke, uh, Comfort... I guess, well, yeah. Confer, New Hook. We'll go with Knack. And then LOC, Helm, Cogliano, Jost, Lekkanen. Okay, now we're getting into, like, call-ups here, right? Oh, Sturm. I'm forgetting Sturm. 
from the regular roster at the end. Um, all right, so call-ups, they had Magna, Sherwood, and Mateau, Ranta. Sakura. Oh, yep, Sakura, thank you. I had totally forgotten about him. Uh, Kout, I know, made an appearance early on. Are we forgetting anybody? Myers. Oh, Myers. Good call. Oh, and Maltsev. Poor Maltsy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have Magna in there? I do. Cool. Yep. Um, you write those down. I did write them down on my notepad. Can you run them by me again? Hold on, I wanna... Yeah, you're fine. Um, Chad is right, I forgot Josh Manson on the D list. Oops. So, 12 defenders. Okay, uh, I've got them written, written down. I've got... Um, Miko, McKinnon, Landeskog, Kadri, Burkowski, Nachushkin, Comfort, Newhook, Abe Kubel, uh, O'Connor, Helm, Cogliano, Jost, Lekkinen, Sturm, Megna, Sherwood, Mateau, Ranta, Sakura, Kaut, Meyer, Smaltsev. And how many is that? 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 22, 23. For a total of? Now you're asking me to do math live on air? I am. Uh, 39. That is not correct, but I can't tell you who you got wrong. Uh, there were a total of 43. What? Players that suited up for the Colorado Avalanche. Did you do the goalies? Did you add that in your final count, AJ? Yeah. Yeah, third, 23 forwards, 12 defensemen, and four goaltenders. The goaltenders and forwards, you have the correct number. So, I don't know if you just counted poorly. Uh, but forwards, Burkowski, Cogliano, Comfer, Landeskog, Lekkinen, Maltsev, Mateau, Ranta, Helm, Jost, Kadri, McKinnon, Magna, Newhook, Sakura, Sturm, Kubel, Kaut, Nachushkin, O'Connor, Rantanen, Sherwood. Oh, I'm yeah. stupid. That's 39. I don't, I counted wrong. My bad. You're correct. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I really thought we got it, man. I, yeah, I counted the goalies twice like an idiot, so. Oh, okay. The goalies do exist. <laughs> They double oh, exist, therefore they look, don't exist, all right? Their existence is not the question. It's whether or not they're people, which two of us <laughs> say no. <laughs> oh, man, you are stressing my brain. You're like, I missed four? It would have been one thing to like, oh, you missed a guy here or there, but I missed four? All right, bonus point. Can you tell me the name of the e-bug they had to use? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> no, give me a second. He had a cool name. Um, Jet, right? Alex Jet? You're, you're definitely close. That might be right. Was it Alexander Jet? Let's see. Jet. Uh, I would also ask for which game. Yeah, there was probably... Jet Alexander. Jet, there it is. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll count it. You were you were there. <laughs> because they also had an e-bug uh, in that Nashville game, didn't they? Probably. Let's see. Yeah. Someone with a last name Smith. Hmm. He's the other bones. Okay. 
His nickname was Bones. Bone Smith. Also, you said Jet Wu because Jet Wu is a D prospect that was highly sought after in the draft a couple years ago. True. And you listen to the show a lot, so that's why you had Jet Wu on the brain. Spelled it wrong, though. Yeah. It's more Wu like. Woo! Woo! Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, that's that's it for our trivia show. Any uh, any final thoughts by two exhausted brains over here? Dude. I did not carry my weight in this in this trivia. You can't. You you genuinely can't. You just get out of AJ's way on these shows and let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't know. Trivia shows are just it's basically what can you remember? And as long as they give me the time to put things together, I can usually get there. If you need me to answer within 10 seconds, that's where I'm going to be like, ah, I don't know, man, take a stab. <laughs> but if you let me go through the roster and put it all together and try and actually name everybody. You get there. Yeah, I might be able to build the case. So, yeah. All right. Or like with Stefan Mateau, you know, I'll just take a shot at it and hope I'm right. Sometimes lucky. Yeah, I mean, some of these, like, oh, I didn't know who, I didn't, like, know who had the lowest number of shots on goal, but Jack Johnson is a good logic answer. Like, you can logic your way through some trivia stuff. You miss seven of the wraparound attempts you don't try. True. (laughs) In Logan O'Connor's case, you miss seven wraparound attempts you do try. But the eighth is definitely going in. Definitely. I that's I can I put it on the books that that's the first goal of the season this year is a Logan O'Connor wraparound. <laughs> because, because the three of us are gonna think it's the funniest thing in the world when it happens. I support it. Everyone's gonna be so confused. Did any let me see. Hang on. I gotta check real quick. All right. Yeah, not a single wraparound was scored by the abs this year. Uh Anyway, we're going to get out of here for the day. We hope you enjoyed the fun little Friday show. Uh, it was a good one for us. We will be back on Monday with, you know, more podcasts, what we always do. If you want yeah. Prospect Pyramid video just dropped last night, you can go check that out. I talk about all of our prospects and why it's not that bad. Could be better, but as Prospect Pool really isn't in that bad of a spot right now if they can develop successfully. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, big if. I know. Oh, it's like the biggest caveat ever. If they can get out of 25 years worth of history and actually do this thing correctly. Uh, Anyway, we are out of here. We appreciate all y'all, and we will talk to you on the next one.